Hello, all you slut enthusiasts, fellow sluts, and perverts. Welcome to the Slut Next Door podcast, and I am your slut next door. I am a taboo phone sex operator, audio porn creator, and just an overall slut who wants to talk about being a slut, kinks, fetishes, and all the dirty things that hide inside of our heads. For today's episode, I am bringing on a special guest named Kev, who is a self-proclaimed pornosexual. We talk about porn, gooning, transformation kink, erotic hypnosis, and phone sex. Stay tuned to hear our in-depth conversation. I will take a special moment now to thank my Patreon perverts. And before I get into that, I want to explain my new Patreon tiers uh, that I've recently created and improved. So I have a the highest tier called Special Lovers. With that tier, you get a free 15-minute phone call with me once a month. There are only 10 slots for that tier. And let's see, we've got six people on that tier. So four more slots that could be yours. And then the tier under that is my goon slot tier. And weekly, I am putting in my Discord server for the podcast uh, weekly topics to cover with gooning. Uh, like this week, we're talking about uh, e-girls and kind of like try-on hauls, non-nude porn, like try-on hauls and TikTok and such. Uh, and then once a month, we're having a goon session where I will lead a gooning session for at least two hours and we just goon together. <laughs> and then my the tier under that is the friends with benefits, which once a week I hold a live audio stream where we just simply hang out and it's just for my Patreon level uh, tiers from friends and benefits to above. And then the uh, smallest tier is called One Night Stand, and that is just simply where I use you to give me episode topics, give feedback, suggest guests, uh, things of that nature. So if you are interested in supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com slash the slut next door and check out those tiers. So also with every tier, I give you a special shout out on the podcast. So here are my special lovely Patreon perverts that I love so much. Uh, a special thank you to my special lovers, Kevin, Nate, Jeff, Moby, Nigel, and Patrick. And thank you to my goon sluts, Stroke Zombie, and Jacob. And to my friends with benefits, Arnie, Brent, Hill Murder Cube, Kai, Matthew, Moondogger, Sherwin, and Todd. And thank you to my one night stand, Miss L. Thank you all for supporting Sluts and this podcast. Now let's get into the episode. Here we go. 
So today I am joined by my friend Kev. Hello, Kev. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I thought that you had some really interesting topics to unpack here on the slut next door. So to introduce you, um, you are a self-proclaimed pornosexual. And if you're listening and you've never heard this term before, a pornosexual is someone whose sexual orientation is linked to porn. So generally, a pornosexual prefers to watch porn and masturbate rather than having sex with another individual. So Kev, do you, first of all, do you agree with this definition? Absolutely. And it is, it's great to be here. Happy to be on the Slut Next Door podcast. Yeah. It's, it's quite the honor and the privilege. Um, I do, I do agree with um, the definition of pornosexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've inv- evolved into one mm-hmm. and it's been quite the journey and mm-hmm. kind of happy where I ended up actually. It's, it's yeah. very, very nice to um, kind of embrace this kind of alternative sexuality for sure. Yeah. And I probably should have started with this too. So uh, Kev, I know him from phone sex, you know, from a night flirt. And when I spoke to you the first time and then every time after that, every time I talk to you, uh, I'm always so interested in your journey, like you said, and just how confident and, you know, just self-assured you are and in what you enjoy, your porno sexuality. So that's why I just had to bring you on. <laughs> and oh, it's so as great. you know, I, I am currently really fascinated and interested in porno sexuality. So let, let me ask this, because we are definitely going to go through your journey through, or the evolution, as you said. But first, how long have you considered yourself a porno sexual? Honestly, I would say this is a very new development for me, probably within the last year to year and a half. Um, I've kind of embraced this identity. Um, and I I want to say that I feel like I stumbled into this identity through deep dives with porn and realized that this, this is what I am. This is who I am. And... I had no idea what pornosexuality was. If you asked me two years ago, two, three years ago, I would have been like, what is that? And I would have, <laughs> trust me, I would have gone and looked it up. But um, it's, it's I very I new. Porn was, that term probably wasn't around a few years ago. What do you think? I mean, I, I've just yeah, I think, seen it myself. I feel like I found an article after kind of beginning to research it a little bit. Yeah, probably 2018, 2019, it started to take hold. And then I mm-hmm. think during the pandemic, like yeah. with so many of us, I think a lot of us began to kind of morph 
into pornosexuals in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a great it's a great place to be. Um, <laughs> but um, I I definitely feel like I discovered it through um, stumbling into some videos, um, kind mm-hmm. of encouraging it. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of, there might be, this is just my thinking that there's some kind of negative connotations with it because a lot of times people use it, like creators will use it in more of a humiliating way. Like this is, you're a porno sexual loser where, you know, you've heard and in my loyal fans, I do the the beta training, which is really not just all beta, but it's a lot of porno sexuality. And I feel like a lot of men have given me feedback that, wow, you're making me realize like, this is already who I am, you know, and you're, you're making it sound like not a bad thing. And I'm like, well, I don't think it's a bad thing. Like we can pull humiliation into it. That's cool. But I'm finding that a lot of men are just seeking out kind of just the more positive, like gooning and pornosexuality content. Yeah. You know, I, I do like the duality. I do like, uh, the encouragement. I love the encouragement and I love to be reminded, but also, you know, the humiliation aspect, which is not a big, um, enjoyment of mine, but it is also fun um, as it does kind of little rewirings to your brain. But mm-hmm. I find that, you know, the encouragement is, is fantastic. And the, the, the kind of possible stigma around it, I think you touched on that in the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm somebody, I'm a self-identified pornosexual, but I'm not averse to, you know, relationships and, and things like that as well. I mean, I have, am somebody who is dated and, and was married once upon a time. And, <laughs> um, but where I'm at in my life right now and it, what I'm enjoying, you know, has brought me to this, uh, porno sexuality. And yeah. again, like I said, it's a really nice place to be. Um, so I, I enjoy both the encouragement and a touch of the humiliation, mm-hmm. just as a reminder once in a while. Mm. So let's touch on that because you've said, you know, it's it's been a really enjoyable place to be. And since you've been married, obviously, you've had sex. <laughs> so, yes. you know, compare those th- those two. Why is it so enjoyable right now versus you know, going out and finding physical sex with another woman? Well, it's very, it's very comfortable and it is kind of like, it can be like a relationship. I mean, when I am going through say a gooning session, you know, I get myself all set up and kind of have almost a ritual aspect to it. And, um, it's a nice uh, stress relief to be able to just check out for a while and kind of, as I like to say, scroll and stare. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it, it, it is a relationship in a way. And there's times when, you know, you step back a little bit and just, 
maybe take a little break, um, you know, for maybe a, a day or two and just kind of relax and, and reset. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, that it, it is just like a relationship where, you know, sometimes you just, you know, have like a personal day, so to speak, and maybe you're not gooning or stroking mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. Well, just like a physical relationship, there's days you're totally off, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to cuddle. I don't even want to have sex. I just want to kind of be. Uh, right. And it's, it's intimate as well. Um, mm-hmm. The relationship that you can develop, um, you know, with porn and, and to some, this may sound crazy, but um, you fall into coming back to old favorites, sometimes looking for new thrills. Um, but like I said, kind of sometimes you return to like some old familiar things that, that you enjoy as you're in your relationship with porn. And But it also like a good relationship, it's constantly evolving and you're growing as, as tastes change, as you discover new things that you enjoy. So it, it really can turn into something quite interesting <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So how, first of all, I'll ask, do you feel like gooning, masturbating, and porn are better than physical sex? Well, I think it's two sides of the same coin, really. Physical sex, you can't deny that there is a certain level of intimacy, um, some sensory overload, you know, the smells and the sounds and all of that um, is is very special. But also uh, being a pornosexual, you can also tap into a lot of that sensory kind of physical touch through different ways of pleasuring yourself, maybe having a candle going or some incense going, uh, which is something that I like. And it really, they're both, they both have their pros and they both have their cons. Um, Of course, it's nice to, you know, have someone to lay there with, but Mm -hmm. also it's nice to have a prolonged session where, Again, you're just kind of staring, scrolling, stroking, and really soaking up um, the intimacy that you can create through a nice gooning session. Mm. I don't know if I'm being um, contradictory there, but uh, it's, yeah, they're both, (laughs) they're both fantastic. No, yeah. It's a complicated question when you really boil it down, right? Because uh, porn can't give you, well, (laughs) I'm kind of coming back because I was going to say, porn can't talk back at you, but, uh, you know, we've talked about this. Porn can kind of become a character, like a, I want to say person, but you know what I'm trying to say. if you look at it that way, but that's being creative and I'm kind of getting into the things that, that you and I like to talk about, I guess I'll tell the audience listening 
uh, I feel like me and you, Kev, have hit it off because we like to get so like creative and what's the word I'm looking for um, when we talk about gooning and and porn. Experimental. Experimental. That's a good one. Yes. We, I feel like we go to another fucking place. You know what I mean? We, we, yeah, B, we, we cast a wide net for sure. Yes. I wish I could explain it uh, to people. It'd be something you had, you'd have to uh, hear. But yeah, we, um, you know, when we've done our phone sessions, we, we talk about uh, Kev and his porn, you know, and, and porn becomes, a mother, a being, <laughs> a machine, uh, probably not making any sense to anyone listening, but we know. <laughs> I went off on it. Yes, today. it's 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 to, to help you out a little bit. It's like assimilating into porn, becoming porn, mm-hmm. um, becoming one with porn. Like you said, the porn mother, which is something that we kind of touched on a little bit when we spoke last week. Mm-hmm. Um, which really hits on what I like about pornosexuality is is kind of becoming one with porn mm-hmm. as it is in a true relationship where a person kind of becomes one with their partner. Mm-hmm. So you can have a true relationship with porn um, if you let yourself get into it and let yourself go. And yeah. it's pretty mind-blowing. Yes. Yes. And, and to touch on what you just said, I think that's why I am drawn to gooning and pornosexuality because I think I would assume that most, uh, majority of people think of porn, right? And they think, okay, easily accessible. I turn it on, I pump one out and I'm done. Right. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But the gooners I have talked to, when I think about the whole gooning process, it is so much more than that. It's taking porn and looking at it differently, using it for different reasons. And I think it's a beautiful thing. I really do. I think gooning is such an individual self-exploration in a way that, you know, why I keep doing these episodes on the, on the podcast, because I, I guess I want people to see this side of gooning, not just the gooners that are like addicted and ruining their lives. I know we all know those people, you know, that just cannot function like a human being and goon. Yes. That it, it's, it's, crazy to think about you know you see these goon caves and things like that and these Mm -hmm. elaborate setups it's it's pretty wild Mm -hmm. um but backing up a little bit to what i said earlier just about kind of the intimacy that there's a certain ritual aspect to it that uh is is i think part of what i really enjoy and and i would say my my gooning is is evolving And then I'm taking more of a multimodal approach with it, which I'm enjoying as I'm, I guess, upping the ante a little bit. So I'll, you know, as I said, I kind of set the stage and then I, you know, I'll find a nice 
audio file maybe to put on and have the earbuds going, you know, maybe one of, one of your uh, lovely files that I'll listen to. And then I'll put something on, you know, on the TV that's kind of benign that you could find maybe through YouTube or something. And then I'll have, you know, my phone or my iPad to kind of begin that immersion process. And when you have like an audio file going and you're staring at something, maybe scrolling or watching some longer form content or a PMV, it's really, it it takes you into this kind of ethereal middle zone where sometimes you're wondering if you're even blinking as you're (laughs) kind of going through the process Mm. and it's, I love it. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 uh, it's great. It's like you're putting intent into porn consumption and kind of like what I was saying. I think some people just, that's what they're missing. You know, they're just thinking of, uh, just plain old masturbating, pumping an orgasm out, you know, uh, and then, you know, gooners, especially pornosexuals, will use a variety of types of content, not just porn, but uh, Instagram, TikTok, try-on hauls, you know, audio, all kinds of things. So, and I know you use uh, other things besides porn, correct? You said you use audios, porn, obviously. Absolutely. And I've, I've been really drifting to, I don't want to, I don't know if clothed content is necessarily the right way, but sometimes it's nice to just kind of watch some different reels as I kind of joke again, for the third time I've said, you know, kind of staring and scrolling. (laughs) And the more you do that, the more it kind of learns your algorithm Mm. and feeds you things that you enjoy. Mm. And that kind of gives it a bit of a, uh, a life to it as well, actually. Mm. And so you've got an audio going, you're maybe watching some Instagram or like you said, a YouTube try on haul. Maybe that's something I would have on the TV uh, X Fifi, which we've talked about, which is absolutely fantastic and yeah. mind blowing, cosmic, really, and uh, oh, it, it getting I'm into I'm that serial spot. I'm gonna interrupt real quickly. X Fifi is about to release a new file, and that my voice is at the beginning of it. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I. That, I can't. Yeah, that's going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait. What about what a nice, what a nice merger? Yes, yes. We are both fans of each other. Uh, I'm probably way more of a fan than he is a fan of me. <laughs> like I'm pretty well, obsessed with his work. You know this, right? It's very cosmic <laughs> ah, and, so and psychedelic, and it's just it's beautifully produced. Yeah, this next one you will love. You will love it. Um, Kev, actually, I thought about you the other day. I was talking to someone who was just, I guess, learning about this kind of culture and how he he's like, this is me. You know, this is this is me. And I didn't even know there were words for it. So I had suggested some try on hauls and the bikini stuff on 
YouTube because he mentioned his favorite porn was more like seductive teasing, you know, that had explicit things. But I could tell that he wanted, you know, some content that was just very seductive and not necessarily explicit. And I'm like, you should go try these, try this out. And so he comes back, we have a phone conversation and he tells me that during a try on haul, he got really, really into it because before he had only masturbated to porn stars. And he said, it took me to another level because the whole time I'm thinking she's not a porn star. You know, she's just a amateur, you know, OnlyFans model. And I was just so into that. Do you find, is that a thing for you as well? Because it got me wondering if that's what the joy is with the try on hauls. I'm not sure. I, that thought has never crossed my mind. Mm. Uh, Maybe fleetingly it has, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I do like the quote unquote amateur, regular, normal girl Mm -hmm. um, who's kind of transformed herself maybe through the outfit or the costume Mm -hmm. into this um, kind of seductive person. And, you know, is this person, do they live down the street from me? Do they live in my town? Where are they? You know, like I, that just like the normalcy of it, you know, Mm -hmm. the slut next door, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so there is, it, it, I do enjoy the, uh, cosplay, I guess, or that portion. I love the kind of the changes that you see there. Mm. And, but as far as um, thinking of it as like somebody normal, yeah. I don't know. I That's different. Yeah. It's never really crossed my mind. It may cross my mind yeah. now. <laughs> I thought it was so, I thought it was so interesting because I think a lot of men are used to jerking off to porn stars, you know, and when I think this new kind of world of porn online as so many amateurs are out there doing things. Uh, so I love, I love the am. I've always gravitated towards amateurs. It mm-hmm. feels more real yeah. when there's a lot of slick production value mm. in, in say a porn video. Mm-hmm. I don't quite feel the connection as I do when I can tell that this is, real that this is an amateur this is a real person uh they're not all done up perfectly and um you know it looks like that person you'd pass on the street i i love the that that amateur aspect of it and i love you know as i sometimes as i scroll to digress a little bit you know i'll come across these these memes um I, i love to see people embracing porn and turning themselves into porn so to speak Mm. i just think it's it's great you know Mm. i i love it that that it's becoming i don't know if normalized is the right word but it's going mainstream yes yeah that's that's one thing i'm personally mentally stimulated by that i've seen in gooning communities if you will turning things into porn. That's so hot to me. I mean, the whole, some of those TikTok dances are 
obviously for the sake of teasing. And that is so hot to me. So, so hot. Yes. The, the, the kind of goes back to what we were talking about, you know, joining the, with porn mother, so to speak. Um, it's a big, it's a big net that's cast out there. And I love the concept of, of, people embracing their sexuality, embracing porn, becoming porn. I sometimes often feel like I'm a piece of porn or a part of porn Mm. as I'm doing my, you know, gooning session or gooning ritual or thinking about my porno sexuality. I'm like, I'm feeding this in a way, like helping to create the energy. I love that. You know how much I love that. Love it. Yeah. Well, you know me, I'm kind of a, I've always been a very cerebral person. Yes. So like yes. it, it, it helps to, it's it, to bring this out and talk about it is, is really nice. Perfect word, cerebral. And I think that's why we have connected because I like to create files in that way. You know, and um, yeah, I always, <laughs> always tell Kev, well, I think I just started telling you you inspire me create creative creatively <laughs> and uh because we do think on that same wavelength that's kind of trippy and cerebral as you said well and, and i look at our sessions too when we do talk i mean we we cover a wide range of topics we do some collaboration which is really fun we don't just jump right into you know what are you in the mood for today or whatever, you know, it's, it's very, uh, we kind of set the stage, we check in Uh, again. It's it's been very collaborative uh, with UB, which is what I really, really like. And it, to, to, to inspire you and to, to give you ideas is, is the utmost compliment, the ultimate compliment. Thank you. And I, I try to tell. If I'm I, flattered. <laughs> good, good. I try to tell girls that are, if if I'm interacting with girls that want to get into, you know, this kind of work, I'm like, learn from the men. They will give you amazing things, you know, to kind of, it's like a seed that will plant in your head and let that grow because they have the, I always say, perfs have the best ideas. And now for an episode interruption with some annoying advertisements. (laughs) If you know my erotic work, you know I specialize in erotic hypnosis, fandom, and taboo. I post on Pornhub, sometimes Reddit, and also in my own personal Discord server and my loyal fans. If you'd like to hear my erotic audios that aren't posted anywhere else, visit my loyal fans page. So loyal fans is kind of like only fans, but way better, way cooler. My page there is not really visually driven with pictures and videos, but with audios. I even have an audio store that is stuffed with all kinds of premium private erotic audios and hypnos. You can subscribe for only $2.50 for the first month 
and then it just goes to $5 a month after that. Or you can buy individual audios at www.loyalfans.com slash Miss M-I-S-S Beatrix, B-E-A-T-R-I-X. And if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, this is for you. I'm starting to use and utilize Spotify's question and answer feature along with some polls. And this episode, I have a question. I want to know, did COVID and the lockdown in 2020, did it change your porn habits and your sexuality? If so, how? I would absolutely love to hear from you and I can also publish your answer I'm not quite sure what that means yet, but I think I believe that other Spotify users can see your response. So yeah, if you uh, listen on Spotify, it should notify you with this question whenever you listen to the episode. And let's get back to the episode now. Now, this is a very natural transition. So let's talk about phone sex. How long have you utilized professional phone sex with phone sex operators? Well, I'm going to probably date myself, (laughs) but it's been, it's been probably the better part of almost 30 years. Mm. Wow. Since I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. late, you know, 18, 19 teenager, um, I remember seeing those ads on like the USA Network yes. last night when they used to openly ad- advertise like one nine hundred numbers. Yeah, and I think I probably once called and got busted, you know, as it showed up on the phone bill, uh, you know, way back. That's kind of a you know, it's a little embarrassing, That's but uh, I would say I would say really the the, the better part of of. 30 years. It's kind of crazy to think about it. Yeah, that is. I mean, to, because I'm sure it was very different. I know a woman that started at one of those companies where the girls are literally sitting in cubicles, right? And she was telling me, I just couldn't believe this. I've never gotten this out of my head that they had two lines going at once. So one in one ear and another guy in the other ear somehow and, and maintaining both at the same time. And I'm like, how is that possible? That like gives me a headache. However, I always say I'm not one of those, I'm going to lay in my bed and, and masturbate with you. You know, that's just not how I am. I like to, I like to mind fuck guys. You know, I like to use my mind to get you off. So I definitely could not handle two at once. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'd forget who I'm talking oh to. You'd have to keep it so generic. Yes. Well, I feel like. Well, the, the like old school type of way of phone sex, I think you could handle too. You know, just the, oh, yeah, you're making me so wet. You know, that you could say that to most. Right. But, uh, okay, so you've been doing phone sex for 30 years about. Now, so so tell me, what do you get out of phone sex interactions with PSOs? That might have, that might have kind of 
transformed over the years, I would assume. I absolutely. Um, for me, I've always been a very fetishy type person. I would say I have, you know, different fetishes that are not normal. Although I think they're probably more common than than you, than you would realize. But yeah. it was an outlet for me to touch on, you know, some of the different kind of supernatural type fantasies that I've had over the years. I've always loved. Uh, you know, vampires, werewolves, um, things like that. Ever since I was a kid, which I, I don't really know where that came from. It's just mm-hmm. always been there. Um, so for me, it was an opportunity to explore some of those fantasies mm. because it's that's a pretty big matzo ball to throw out there at somebody that you're dating that you <laughs> maybe have some of these, you know, maybe you could consider them darker, even though they're really yeah. not. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's a big thing to throw out there. So it was a way for me, it was an outlet. It was a conduit to be able to explore some of these different desires with somebody. That's great. Um, yeah. Over the years, it's been pretty wild. Um, as I, I don't touch on that as much as I used to. But um, it's been wild with talking over the years with some different people that have really found that they love it too. Um, and, and sharing your fetish with somebody and then having them decide, wow, this is, I never thought of something like this. This is amazing. And mm-hmm. then they kind of take it and run it is mm-hmm. and run with it is really cool. Again, that's <laughs> very flattering. <laughs> Um, and you're, yeah, it's very flattering. Yeah. You're, you're talking about the supernatural kind of fetishes and I'm assuming those are just like role plays, right? Kind of just role playing through those kind of characters. Yeah. It's more, it's more about kind of like setting the stage. I like to do things kind of in a conversational format, not so much like, okay, I'm a, you know, say I'm a vampire now or a witch now or something it's more about like drawing out the process of the physical the mental changes Mm. um and it's yeah it's just it's just a a, a pure fantasy again more the the actual transformation that occurs more so than you know the sexual aspect of it Mm -hmm. so so to speak again it, it kind of goes back i think to my cerebral nature Mm. where it can just be really fun to kind of lay out a framework and then, which is often what we do, um, and then just kind of casually begin to slide into it. Yeah, we definitely do that. I've honed my craft over the years, Mm -hmm. I guess, too, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys are fun. It's funny because uh, I, I get a lot of guys that call and they're like, I've never done this before. And they're so nervous. And I think that's so adorable because I'm like, don't worry about that at all. Um, because it can, I think that's a good point you brought up. What I'm, why I'm bringing this up is when you do phone sex, even if you are the client, you're still kind of on a, you are somewhat performing a bit, you know? unless you request like a silent call or something. Uh, yeah. So there is some pressure like to, to go back to the PSO. 
Well, yeah, and it's it's a it's a two way street too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I often if I kind of throw out what I'm in the mood for, and you know, I will ask them, you know, is this something that you'd be into? And if they're if they're not comfortable with it, it's fine. Like we can talk and just have a little fun and mm-hmm. get to know each other a bit, and then you you know you you move on or whatever. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a two way street, and you've got to you've got to feed the PSO, yeah, the ideas. You got to bounce off what they're giving you, yeah. And if they take it, like, some I really enjoy when they grab the idea and ride with it, and sometimes it ends up in a completely different place <laughs> from where I thought it was going to end up. And those are the those are the best. Mm. Those are mm. the best calls. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, that was amazing. And I'm sweating and, you know, we're both like sweating and, you know, feel like, you know, we want to, you know, light up a cigarette after or something, you know? Uh, I think that's such a great point. I always want to do a whole episode on that is how to, how to get the best PSO experience. And I think you are hitting on it right now. Because let me tell you, one of my pet peeves, and I used to get this a lot on Night Flirt, is guys that would call and just be, well, what are you into? And in my mind, I'm like, I appreciate you asking that, right? But you, you're you paying me, so let us explore you. That That's what we're doing. So I don't like when guys come to the table and have nothing because kink and fetish are is such a wide it's such a vast world so it's hard to land on something if I don't know what you're into yes yes I mean I, I I used to talk with this one person years ago who ended up turning me into a chair which I would have never <laughs> thought and it, sounds and it was it was wild. Yeah. It was so much fun. That sounds that sounds kind of hot. Yeah. I it was wild, yeah. Objectification <laughs> I'll never forget. is so hot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so wild. Like that's where it ended up. <laughs> and like sometimes like it's okay too in the middle of a call to just like take a time out and like reset, you know? Like yeah. sometimes you have to do that. Yes. Yes. So being such a long-time consumer of phone sex, how how do you select your PSOs? So say you go onto a site and you're you're like, okay, I, I'm craving something new. You know, what are you looking for? What are some red flags, if anything? So for me, I usually do keyword I'll do keyword searches and kind of see I like to look through if they have blog posts if they have um, maybe audios or videos attached say if you're looking on a place like night flirt I kind of like to I I always read the bios Mm -hmm. and um, I I look for um, you know imagine imaginative and mm-hmm. creative blogs mm. really yeah. or recordings if it's just like some basic kind of 
thing where, you know, my neighbor came over and we had <laughs> sex or something. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is like probably like pretty vanilla and yeah. I'm sure it'll be fun and whatnot. But, you know, so I look for creativity is, is mm-hmm. a, a number one is, mm-hmm. and I, and I could sort through that through keyword searches, mm. you know, sometimes I'll put in something like, you know, vampire just to see you know like say just for an example and it might filter some things or a cult um is another mm. keyword that i use um Cults are so and, and I, i'm not a dark person in real life as you could tell i'm actually pretty like chipper but it's fun to, to it's probably goes back to my catholic upbringing <laughs> <laughs> where I occasionally gravitate to some of this stuff. Yes. But yes. I do a lot of keyword searching okay, and reading. Yeah. yeah. So you're really looking at the the effort that they put in. Yep. To hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. To make themselves uh because that 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 is part of being a PSO is is really advertising yourself without being in your face either. It's really just presenting yourself in a way that is appealing to the right kind of customer for you specifically. Uh, Because I'm sure there's many, many men that I am not the PSO for them because like I said, I don't sit there and rub myself and do that stereotypical type of experience i i am i think i'm for the intelligent perverts and that want their mind fucked you know uh, absolutely i mean i think that's i would i would label myself uh an intelligent pervert for yes, sure <laughs> i would too i would i too. like that I love my smart perverts. Yes. <laughs> Once she's smart and just extremely kinky, you are the one for me. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Same. Yeah. So, one thing that I love though is that, and that this is kind of a theme I've tried to spread through this podcast is there's there can be stigma on men that utilize these kinds of services like you know, oh, I'd never pay for sex, whatever. Um, But you said earlier, I am able to experience and explore some things that have been in my head for such a long time through phone sex. And I think that is such a powerful thing uh, as a having, like being a human, you know, trying to explore things inside of your head and let them kind of come out is such a healthy thing in my opinion. So I think that's great that you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it, for me, human connection is, is paramount and it's nice that we're getting into a world where we can actually have contact and communication regular contact and communication with the creators uh, that we enjoy. Um, I mean, Mm. here we are speaking right now. Um, Sometimes, like I said, when I do, when I'll do a call, for example, we may not even, we may not even 
role play, so to speak. We may just be cracking up, getting a life (laughs) update, seeing how things are going. I sometimes joke about how, you know, it's like doing a long distance call in the (laughs) 80s, you know, when you people had to, you know, pay money to talk long distance. And so I'll just do like a a quarterly check-in. I have an old friend now who we write Mad Libs and um, just get life updates and check in. And maybe once every three or four times we'll slip into a call and and like have a little fun. But it's usually very organic and natural when that happens. But a lot of times you know, people are, we're, iso- we're, we're becoming more of an isolated species as humans. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people are craving some kind of connection, some kind of yes. release, some kind of way to open up to people and just not have any filters. Yes, absolutely. But like, okay, so sometimes I think about going out and dating and I'm just like, oh, I, I really just don't have the time. I, I, it sounds terrible and I'm okay with it, but I just don't have the time. And I think that some people utilize PSOs for the same reason. It's like, I really don't have the time to date or I don't want to date, but I do want to have some kind of connection with a woman. So I'm going to utilize this. And then there's there's no strings, if you will, attached. Like there's no awkward like, I'm going to text you, you know, make sure I text her the next day, or I'm going to make sure that I make it known. I don't want to be in a relationship. No, it's like, you already know upfront, which, what the conversation is there for. The conversation is there for sexy times. So, but I think there is definitely a piece of phone sex that I find it warms my heart (laughs) to know that I can help people and they help me too, like feel some kind of human connection that we all crave. And it's good, you know, it's just, it's promoting good mental health because we do need those interactions. Absolutely. It's, it's a good call. Um, can is it, like a reset. It can be a hard reset. Uh, mm. It's, it's really nice to, again, it's, it can be grounding and, yeah, it like the like you said the 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 prospect of dating, setting up some kind of profile, it, it just Ugh. it feels so daunting. Um, yeah. I, I've never had any kind of dating profile or anything. Um, I've tried, and by like the third question, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is <laughs> this is too much. And then I know how it's gonna be. It's gonna be the same yeah. people over and over and over. Yes. And it's going to, there might be some mindless texting because I feel oh like to, to digress slightly, you know, you've got to meet right away. If it just turns into this, you know, Hey, how are you? What's up? You know, oh, it's not going to go anywhere. And there is nothing I nobody hate more knows what they talk. want anymore. And it's just like, I'm <laughs> yeah. getting on my pedestal of my soapbox. That is just, it's, yeah. it's so, it's just, it's so, everybody's so disconnected. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. But you can, when you find a good PSO, you can call and you know, you're going to get what you want. As in, you're getting some kind of connection, you're getting off. And then you're also, for you, 
I think this is for you as well, as you're exploring fantasies, things that really arouse you mentally. Can't go wrong there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and, and a lot of times a good call is the cost of a, a, you know, an expensive, you know, dinner date or something. That's, that's a rationale oh, yeah. I often use. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All the courting so, and all of that, you know, you could just have a nice, you know, a nice hour long yeah. call with somebody and it's yeah. very and nice. Get off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Oh, that's um, good. <laughs> yeah. Something I definitely wanted to talk to you about because I no lie, I find this one of the most fascinating things about you is your transformation fetish. And when you told me you had one, I'd never heard it before. Really. I've I have though heard people say they like transformation porn, like where, you know, I think when I talked to Mama Fiona, she actually mentioned she does, she really enjoys that where she plays like this, you know, buttoned up mother. And then by the end of it, she's, you know, some crazy sex fiend milf, you know? Um, so tell us about your transformation fetish. I touched on it earlier, uh, very briefly. Mm-hmm. It is something that has always been with me. I feel like mm-hmm. early, even from my earliest memories, I, I don't, I don't know where it came from, but it's always been there for me. I think it's something about losing yourself, letting yourself go, becoming something different. Like I said, I like the, the process of the transformation. Um, I do like that, as you said, you know, the, the quote unquote, good girl gone bad, so to speak, that, that can be fun. Mm. Um, but there's a certain creativity and eroticism with going through a change, especially if you're not expecting it to happen, which is something I occasionally Mm. like to do when I'm setting up a call, um, is is an unsuspected transporta- transformation or I also like the reveal say where mm-hmm. you know like in a, a classic scenario that I may use or that I may throw out there is you know you've got a non-platonic roommate or you've got a platonic roommate and maybe she's got a confession that she has to tell you and that she's a vampire or werewolf or something like that and she wants to share it with me and show me and you know so that's often like a scenario i will throw out there it could be a lot of it could it could be a lot of different things as well but that's like kind of like let's see what you know they think about this and so it's kind of like an an icebreaker but i just i i love that the, the duality of it i think um, mm. letting yourself mm-hmm. go, becoming something different, freeing your inhibitions, um, embracing that inner monster, so to speak, mm. uh, is yeah. just so thrilling. Yes. And, and it can I've be, always... it's like a building process too. Like as the transformation intensifies, the passion 
or the passion can increase as well. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about more from uh, me or the PSO who really um, kind of embrace the the role play, so to speak. There, there's a certain passion mm-hmm. and intensity that can build when somebody's embracing it and enjoying it and letting themselves go. And, you know, that's how you end up sweaty and out of breath and like, Ooh, that was awesome. You know, at the end, and then you, then you got to like take another 10 minutes to process it after, you know? (laughs) Yes. But it's just, it's always been there. Um, So, and it's hard to find, um, I was having to use a site for a while, like a pay site to find certain clips that I liked. Um, I was using clips for sale to find, you know, clips for a long time. So I have, you know, um, some videos as well that, that I would, that I would use that are just, you know, really fun, very creative. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like the, uh, one of the reasons too, that I so much like, uh, I think Instagram in particular, I don't have a TikTok, but, or use TikTok, mm-hmm. but Instagram, a lot of it is transformation based without it really being, you'll see somebody and then they like snap their fingers and it's like, you know, their alter ego or whatever. And I just, I absolutely oh, yeah. love that, you know? Yes. It's, it's, I think an alter ego too is a part of it that I really like. You know, there's this mm. other thing inside of you or this other person inside of you. Mm. When, what made you realize that, you know, this is a, this is a fetish for me? Well, I think. I don't know. I think it was probably somewhere when I was maybe, maybe a teen, uh, maybe mm-hmm. seeing uh, seeing a movie, um, you know, or maybe somebody is say turned into a vampire. Um, of course, a lot of people relate to, of course, American Werewolf in London. That I think had a large impression on a lot of people when that came mm. out, that, that transformation is, is something else and still holds up to this day. I don't know if that was necessarily mm-hmm. me. I didn't see that as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it's, I think it's certain probably was triggered through subliminal subliminally through probably movies and shows mm. that I watched as a kid. Yeah. But there was never that aha moment. Like I said, I felt like it was always there. Um, mm. Yeah. And you're just kind of seeking it out. You probably, I would imagine, realize I keep seeking this out. This must be a thing for me. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. And it's, it's, it's very bizarre. Um, yeah. But I, I, um, I love it. Um, I, I feel like that used to be kind of my my main, excuse me, my main focus. Um, but my, my tastes of my tastes have been evolving over the last probably year, year and a half, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 That's what I find so enjoyable about, and not just sex. Let me just say life. I'm going to take it vanilla as well. I guess the beauty of life is that, we can always 
change, you know, for whether it be for the better or you're just your taste change, your taste buds even change. And I find that one of the most enjoyable things about human experience, I guess, is, is that change. I, I feel like when you're not changing, you're not living, in my opinion. Right, right. They're, they're mm-hmm. always evolving, always growing, which again, mm-hmm. touched on something I said very early in the podcast about, you know, growing in your relationship say with porn, for example, to kind of, to kind of bring it back full circle. Um, you know, we're growing, we're evolving. That may sound like crazy talk to some people, but <laughs> things change. You know, I never thought yeah. that I would be, you know, watching, say a try on haul video or something and finding some calmness or pleasure, um, in that. It's it just, yeah. it's, it's, tastes continuously change yes. and evolve and, and we, yeah. we grow. Well, and then the more porn that you consume, you're more likely to find things that kind of tickle your fancy to say that you would have never thought of. Like, oh, that's, I really like seeing that. <laughs> I want to see more of that. Uh, so Absolutely. Porn can you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've, I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying some, uh, you know, uh, sissy and feminization type content lately, which is just really fun. And I think it actually kind of ties into the whole transformation. Um, I was just thinking fetish, that. Yeah, you know? what a transformation that is. Right, right. And so that is something that, you know, I really, I've been enjoying and I, for years and years, um, I did not want to see, you know, like a dick in porn. I just kind of, I didn't like it. Now I enjoy it. Um, And that is definitely, that's kind of hard to believe. I've never been like into just like (laughs) vanilla porn, so to speak, you know, kind of intercourse type porn. Um, But now it's like, I, you know, enjoy seeing, say, uh, sissy or something, maybe pleasuring, um, pleasuring the the bull. It's just, it's, could be really fun. Mm -hmm. So different. It's so different. I mean, that's a big evolution (laughs) for me. And um, it's, it's really, I like it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now, switching gears a little bit, you also are a longtime consumer of erotic hypnosis files, yes. correct? Oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> so, why, why, why do you like erotic hypnosis? Um. So this, I, I feel like erotic hypnosis has kind of helped to guide me to where I am today. Um, Ah. I, I stumbled into it by accident and (laughs) probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago, um, I stumbled onto this website um, that was all erotic hypnosis. I think I was probably doing maybe like a mind control search or something. Cause again, I kind of look at that under that kind of umbrella of transformation. 
So erotic hypnosis or mind control or whatever people want to call it, mind fucks, kind of are under this big umbrella of transformation for me where you can let yourself go, get yourself into this state, relax, um, maybe be given some suggestions that you like. Um, I totally believe that hypnosis is, it's consensual and voluntary. So you have to be open to it. But I, I stumbled into it um, by accident and was completely intrigued. And then I found somebody um, that I was bu- actually buying files from um, years ago. So I would put those on at night and listen to them on my iPod. And so that kind of grew. And then I started to seek out and then that person stopped making content. And then I gravitated towards another person that I really enjoyed and kind of just kept building and building and building. And I just absolutely uh, love it. I love the, the, the loops, the talking in the background that you hear. I love those, uh, what is it, theta waves or the binaural beats. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I love the whole process of that. And I just find it extremely, extremely uh, seductive, sexy. Um, and it, it just, it's, it's, I found it by accident and I just absolutely (laughs) love it now. It's, it's a big portion of what I enjoy. Like I said, I like to have a, sometimes have like a recording going, um, as I'm going through my, my, you know, rituals, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. And so do you, cause I've, I've kind of noticed like some people I think enjoy the, erotic hypnosis files without really going into trance, but they still enjoy them. Right. And then I have found that, that some of them are, I mean, they like very much get into a trance. So which side of the coin are you on or in the middle? I, I'm in the middle, I would say, and that I, I do Um, I feel like I don't necessarily always need the induction anymore because I can slip in pretty easily. Um, And I can tell sometimes like with the, if there's like a really long induction, then it's hard. I feel like it's harder for me to get into trance, but if it's Mm. a short induction with, um, you know, some kind of layered audio with a little bit of pre-programming going on and then, you know, maybe a binaural beat or something um, that is easier for me to slip into. And then sometimes I will find myself um, say, if I'm listening to one of your audios, I'll play that. Sometimes I'll loop it. Sometimes I'll just go to the next one and just like keep going and going and going and kind of building off um building into that trance and then if you're say maybe i don't always uh touch myself if i'm doing an uh, a, a erotic 
hypnosis sometimes I like the words to like feel the words flow through me mm. so a really good okay. video or re- audio rather really good audio you will feel those words inside of you um, mm. kind of vibrating and resonating through you um, I have not had any kind of hands-free orgasm but I've been pretty damn close um, nice. listening. Um, yeah. you, you, you feel the words that moving through your cock, moving through your body, moving through your mind. Um, it, it's one, one clip that I really liked that I used for a really long time was the, this one, uh, the, the creator was talking about like, uh, nanobots, like taking over, you know, mm. through her words mm-hmm. were like nanobots and it That's was hot. just, it was really, really amazing. And yeah, so if you really let yourself, you really have to, when they say, just listen to my words, you really have to just listen. <laughs> That's the key is you have to be listening. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's so simple. Well, it is. It is. And I've tried, I think I've tried to mention it at the beginning of some of mine is, you know, erotic hypnosis is self-hypnosis you know obviously what you're listening to matters but ultimately you are the person in control really but uh, you know I may be telling you in the file I'm in control but (laughs) you're ultimately the gatekeeper so I think that some people might have a hard time letting go you know just letting go within their mind because it is I mean, it's not easy, but once you, once you experience that, I think, I mean, you're an example. You continuously come back to that because it is so meditative and transformative. Yes, it, and and that's again, yeah, it, it's it's it is meditative, and it it falls kind of under that transformation umbrella because you can lose yourself. Um through a good, through a good audio. And mm. it it's because you're focusing, maybe sometimes in your mind, you're repeating back what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like the best ones too. And I've noticed this with some of your recordings is I, I feel like I know, like I'm almost a step ahead or it's like feeding <laughs> right into what, mm. what I'm, feeling at the moment like it it mm. like all those buttons all those buttons all those triggers are like getting pushed the use of say a certain phrase or certain words or maybe what's like kind of looping quietly in the background um mm-hmm. one of the things that i try to do is i focus in i try to focus in on those loops behind and that uh, yeah really sets the intention and then the words out front are just flowing into you without even realizing it i love that love that so listening hard yeah yeah active listening yes Mm -hmm. and it's so arousing for me very mentally arousing and that's why i'm attracted to doing erotic hypnosis is, you know, when I was reading kind of about the subconscious, you know, how kind of 
childish and caveman like it is and how just simple it is and then how malleable it is. That is so very sexy to me to think that I can penetrate that with my words or even go as far to make you orgasm with just my words. Uh, Incredible. Just incredible to me. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's very special and Mm. you are extremely talented and have such a knack for it where you find those buttons to push those levers to pull um, and you're always kind of right there on the cusp. It's just uh, your way with words uh, is is very powerful. And the production as well, uh, giving a shameless plug to Miss Beatrix here, but the production <laughs> values as well are, are top notch. And I love it. Thank it's, you. it's definitely always, you know, nice to have a nice long session. Um with you feeding me in the background. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Oh, thank you so much. So you're welcome. (laughs) Um, so we're going to wrap up our conversation with my favorite, one of my favorite, uh, questions to end with, with a guest, especially after talking for so long about sexy things what slut to slut, what turns you on? <laughs> you know, I've thought about this as I kind of figured or knew this question was coming. Um, <laughs> number one, which is probably not surprising, is authenticity. Number one, mm. whether it be mm-hmm. in the video or on a call or listening to a recording, feeling that authenticity mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. just really, really turns me on when it feels real, when it puts me in that subspace. Um, yeah. You know, when, when, the, when the content is well-crafted, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 I, I'm picky. And, Mm. um, you know, after doing this for so long, I, you know, I'm picky. So I I love just (laughs) well-crafted content. Some of the more like basic things that I've really been enjoying lately that are new to me, that are fun, is I just love watching uh, like cum swapping or like three girls maybe pleasuring a cock. It's just, there's such a primal energy with that. Um, I've been enjoying, of course, um, you know, some, some sissification, some feminization, which is really fun, kind of ties into that transformation angle. Um, I love just solo, like POV, you know, where the performers just, talking to you like through the screen um Mm. maybe Mm -hmm. encouraging you um you know i love that um i love i love the intimacy i love the authenticity but i also love actual just 
primal, like, you know, lust, I guess, to, you know, where you just see that part of them is gone in that moment. You know, I just, I, looking in those eyes and just seeing that, you know, they've been consumed by lust is just, I, I love it. Mm. Yeah. Me too. I, I'm very turned down by that primal being the underbelly taken off the mask and what is underneath. I love it. Love it. Because yes. I believe that's in everyone. Yeah. I do. Some people don't ever explore it. But there I is love a the slut inside all of us. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Let it a out. A freak, a slut, completely. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes, we all have our desires. <laughs> and for me, the weirder, the better. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Give me, give me, oh, a, yeah. give me a little bit of authenticity and some genuine weirdness, and we're good to go. <laughs> Be authentically weird, please. Yes, a sensitive, <laughs> creative <go>. weirdo. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Okay. Me too. <laughs> well, Kev, it has been an absolute pleasure. I love speaking with you. I have really enjoyed uh, unwrapping you. And um, thank you for coming on the slot next door. Oh, this has been great. And it's been very cathartic. Thank you for having right. me. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to The Slut Next Door. If you want to follow or support me, check the links in the episode description. Another great way to support the uh, podcast without joining Patreon. Uh, you know, I understand that you might not can afford it, and that is totally fine with me. Another way you can support is by rating my podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can just give it a rating, give some feedback. That is always helpful. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye.